Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Neighbors podcast with Nexpert, the show where we talk to community members across the U.S. to see what it's really like to live in their town and what you should know before purchasing a home there. Today, we're chatting with Deborah Odier about the San Francisco Marin Bay Area. Deborah, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Deborah Odier. I'm from Cobalt Banker Commercial here serving the San Francisco and Marin areas. So how, how long have you been in the real estate industry? I got into the industry um, in 1999 and I have been uh, practicing in the residential and multifamily arena for, um, for the last uh, 23 years plus. You service the San Francisco Marin areas, um, and we we're talking about a little bit before the call how that encompasses a lot of different towns and communities. Could you explain that a little bit more? Well, San Francisco and Marin, I mean, um, in many ways, people kind of lump the Bay Area together a little bit, but they are uh, they are very separate areas. Um, San Francisco is comprised of many neighborhoods um, through a seven by seven neighborhood, uh, basically seven by seven miles, uh, 40, uh, 49 square miles. Um, Marin, on the other hand, is a large service area comprised of lots of towns and cities that range all the way from um, the Golden Gate Bridge, which is Sausalito, and basically goes all the way up to where we hit Sonoma County and this city called Novato. Um, People will buy into San Francisco differently than they might buy into Marin. Yeah. Could you explain, you know, a little bit more about the differences between those communities? Well, by and large, you're going to find that San Francisco is one of those cities that's very sexy and people from all over the world and all ages sort of have uh, an idealistic view that they want to live in San Francisco. It's a beautiful city. Uh, It's a city by the bay. Uh, They generally will be okay with sort of tighter living spaces because they enjoy the culture and the social aspects that the city has to offer. It's a city, it's playful, it's healthy, it's a it's a real lifestyle in San Francisco. So you're going to find that people are attracted to it um, in many ages, but um, because they're looking for different things that the city has to offer. In a small city, like you said, you can, you can be um, downtown in five minutes and you can be basically at the Golden Gate Bridge within 15 minutes of that, you know, so you're going to find the transportation is ideal for people who don't want to have a car or those that are older and no longer want to drive a car. And the culture of the city is, is just unique. Marin, on the other hand, um, is also a very um, sought-after community, um, and you, but you will find that a lot of times people, um, they have lived in San Francisco for a while. They want more space. They want more room. They're tired of not having parking. They're tired of walking everywhere, and so Marin offers this other um, really unique lifestyle that you can come over here and have this beautiful mountainous and yet uh, right on the ocean and on the bay, um, again, promoting a great lifestyle. So I think you'll find that a lot of people start in San Francisco and then you have an audience that just that moves to Marin from there. I'm curious because you've been an agent for such a long time. How have you seen these communities change over the course of your career? There's a lot of changes. I think what dictates the biggest change, obviously, is 
because there seems to be a long line of people that want to live in the Bay Area, um, the line gets longer and longer and there's more and more demand. And so the change really has been just the supply never really keeps up with the demand. Like we are verging right now on maybe a slight, like we have slightly more inventory than we've had in, in Marin and San Francisco in a while. Marin, I just heard a statistic that we're up about 25% in inventory, but that, but that just makes us more of a balanced market, not a down market. So I think the change that people continue to see is how prices keep elevating and how it's very difficult to get into the San Francisco and Marin market. It's startling to see how much it costs to enter those markets, either, even as a renter, not, even, not only as a buyer. Because it is such a competitive market, from a time frame perspective, do you have an idea of when someone should start looking? Um, you know, I, I know in some areas people can find a home in three months in different states, you know, but other places they might need to look for a year. What do you think kind of that time frame might be in the in your area? I, I think it's a longer time frame. I think it's definitely on the, the six month to 12 month range. Now, some of it comes down to economics too. How much money people have saved, where they are financially in their planning. Um, can they put a larger down payment down? Are they more savvy to the fact that they um, they don't need to have as many conditions in their offers or they're more comfortable with it? Maybe they've, maybe they've been in San Francisco so long or they've made 10 offers and all of a sudden they become a little bit more sophisticated about making an offer that's winning. Um, but I think in, uh, um, by and large, like if you're in that competitive market, um, any probably where anywhere up into a $2 million market, you're going to be up against a lot of people that are in that same market. So you have to be thoughtful and realistic and you have to um, be diligent in your process and seeing things and making sure you're making a decision that you want to be the successful uh, winner of the property. Sometimes that means it, you know, there's two offers and sometimes that means there's 25 or 30 offers. You have to be able to, you have to be clever enough and smart enough to know where you fit into that because properties are priced often at this way so that they will create a lot of energy behind them so that more than one person will make an offer on a property. Makes a lot of sense. Um, for someone who is, you know, trying to break into this market, I know you talked a lot about, you know, being strategic um, and trying to figure out where you fit in. Do you have any other advice that kind of might help them be a more competitive buyer? Making sure that you have the financial means to have a substantial down payment is important. Um, I think that making sure that you're ready to go. And what I mean ready is that you're not scared of the process. What happens is, is that when people start out kind of a frenzied market, they get kind of skittish and they're like, oh, should I make an offer? Shouldn't I? Or they make an offer that's $10,000 lower than what it's actually traded for. Sometimes when you're ready, which means that you trust your real estate advisor, they tell you where they think it's going to go and you trust that they are going to get you there. Sometimes it's just releasing and understanding that the goal is, is to get a place. And so being ready for the process, I think is the best um, advice I can give someone is just trust the process, 
trust the advisor you pick and then get everything behind it and then do it. Yeah, I think that's that's really great advice. We do talk a lot about how important that relationship is between the buyer and their agent. Um, when it comes to working with a real estate agent, are there any things that you think might be a good sign that you're working with someone who's qualified or maybe a red flag? Well, I think it is a really important relationship. And I think that those relationships have changed a lot. That that has been something that's changed dramatically over the last um, 20 years or so that I have been in the business and that there is less trust of the relationship. So I think that the goal is, is to make sure that you find someone you trust. You'll know it because you'll feel it. And you will also know it when you don't feel it. And that might mean that it might mean that it's just a fit. And that could mean that you're a person that never wants to be emailed. You only want to be texted. And the realtor doesn't conform to that, perhaps. Or maybe technology is not a huge thing for you. And you really do want to be called. Maybe you are the person that wants your realtor to go see a property with you. Sometimes maybe you're the person that says, I'd like to see everything on my own. And then I'd like to talk and connect back with you. Some people are like, hey, I'd like to see everything through an online engine first. Um, some people feel like what their expectations out of the realtor are, are, are. So some people might say, hey, I really need you to find me the property. Other people might say, I can find the property myself. What I really need somebody to do is represent me, to like me, to, to look out after my interests, to be able to negotiate for me. And so I think that relationship is, is the fundamental basis of, of, of having a good experience in real estate and your transaction. And, and again, it's one of, the, one of the greatest things that I have found in my career is the best, best transactions I've ever had are the ones where everyone is happy at the end of the transaction. And that is it's more important than whether or not you saved $5,000 or whether or not um, you ended up having something go wrong on, on a, you know, on an inspection. But if you were able to work through it and you can walk away saying everybody did a great job and they're feeling like they, it feels like everybody won, like nobody had to lose for someone to win. I think that that's the best transaction that you can hope for and the best, exp- and the best relationship you can hope for. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, thank you. That was really good insight there. I'm going to pivot just a little bit um, to talk a little bit more about you know the area that you cover. Um, so if someone is visiting the Marin San Francisco area and they really want to get a feel for what's it like to actually live here, um, is there anything you recommend that they do or go see? Well, I think that if people are literally coming here kind of blind and saying, hey, I really can see myself living in the Bay Area. I mean, I think what they have to do is they have to entrench themselves a little bit in different neighborhoods. In San Francisco, it, it might be more easy. Maybe um, you like the hustle and bustle of the marina and where there's a younger sort of energetic audience, you know, and you want to be close to the water and, but you're, you're more in a tight space. You got to get down there and, and dine down there and, and, and walk the streets. Similarly, you decide, Hey, I'd really like this 
much space as I can. Um, and you might find yourself migrating more towards the southern part of town. Um, you might find yourself going to the sunset where there's just a tad bit more space. Um, climate. You know, you might also decide, hey, I'd rather be in the in the warmer part of, of San Francisco. I don't really like the fog. Um, so I think the biggest way for people to, if they were really contemplating, is just boots on the ground and sort of walk the areas and get a feel for individual neighborhoods. Because in San Francisco, each neighborhood is extremely individual and unique and fun um, and different. So I think that's the way to experience San Francisco off the bat. Marin's sort of a bigger animal. Um, Some of it is a little determined, honestly, by price points. You know, when people decide to move to Marin, some people are like, I really want to be further out. Um, Some people are like, hey, I really want great school systems. Um, Those are, I think people end up taking a slightly different um, approach to it. Um, I really love to bike ride. I really have to have my kids be able to walk to to grammar school. I'd really like to uh, join the yacht club. Um, I'd really like to be able to golf. Um, So the experiences of Marin, I think, is 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 a little bit different in that you're looking for a slightly more slowed down experience. And then it comes down to there's some economics involved, which is just there are certain areas that are just extremely more expensive than others. And so people people find where they fit in um, financially too. And so, you know, kind of going off of that a little bit, um, we do have a lot of people who come to us who can live anywhere. You know, these are work from home individuals or maybe retirees. Um, why what, might they move to those areas if they can live anywhere? San Francisco Marin is a, it's kind of a nugget place to live, I think, in the United States. Um, there's very few area, there's very few places like it anywhere in the world. Um, San Francisco um, and its beauty and its unique qualities. Everything about the Bay Area is very unique and some people love it and some people don't, but it is very, it's sought after because it is just so different than most places anywhere in the country. So I think that anybody who wants to live here and could live here, um, I, I can't imagine they wouldn't. Why people would live in the Bay Area, in San Francisco and Marin, um, is because it meets their it, it meets their lifestyle needs and wants. They they can't see a world where they could live somewhere that wouldn't be that would be so special like this. Yeah, it just sounds like it has its own real personality, and you know, if yours matches with that, great. You're not going to find it really anywhere else. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's extremely expensive. It is. I mean, it's just no kid. I mean, there's just no doubt about it comparatively to other parts of the country and even luxury markets throughout the country. Um, it's just one of the nicest and probably the most expensive. Um, and it attracts a lot of people who are, um, that again, can't, couldn't imagine themselves living somewhere else. 
So, so for those people that, you know, it does just fit perfectly for their personality and they can't afford it and they're looking right now, um, do you have any more advice for them? Well, right now, my advice would be um, we're in a unique moment in time as well with uh, rising interest rates and with uh, a little bit of extra inventory. Now is a great time to get in there and be bullish. I've seen and witnessed and been through about three or four down markets in my 20 some years. And I believe that this one is similar. And I just believe that people who took advantage of these small windows of time when things weren't perfect and they had the resources and they had the desire, it is always paid off in the Bay Area, always paid off because they can make offers, maybe get it at a price that they couldn't get it at six months ago when there was 20 offers. Uh, So I would say, again, down markets in the Bay Area is an absolutely uh, green light go. And I know you touched on this a little bit with, you know, still buying despite the high interest rates, but could you explain that in a little bit more um, depth? Well, I think what buying, you know, as interest rates rise, you know, it does take certain buyers out of the market. You know, there are a lot, still a lot of people that are not cash buyers that are approved for loans and their lending power changed as, as prices of um, lending rates have gone in the last eight months from, you could be in the twos, you know, and now you're in the sixes. And so that changed people's ability to buy. And so um, for people who are still very well qualified, it makes good sense. They'll be able to refinance later and, and maybe the interest rates are higher. So that means the prices might be down a little bit. So what I mean is people should be aggressive who are qualified in a, in a rising interest market. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. I know um, when it comes to interest rates, um, sometimes it can be confusing. So we just kind of like to, you know, look at it from all the different angles and dive into that. So I appreciate that. Um, is there, is there anything else you want to include? I, I know we've kind of gone through our um, list of questions. There's never been a bad time to buy in San Francisco. I think the statistics have shown that anybody that holds onto a property in San Francisco for at least five years has made so much more money and so much more gains on their money. And so I think that buying real estate in the Bay Area is just a way to create financial freedom for yourself. We've just seen it over and over again for my clients and, and watching other people buy properties that have just uh, just gone up and up and up in value. It's definitely some really solid insight. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you again for tuning in to Know Your Neighbors with Nextbird. We help our clients figure out where they should move based off of things like commute times, home budget, school ratings, access to various amenities such as golf courses, beaches, and much, much more. If you want us to help you figure out where you should live, book a free consultation at nextburb.com.